This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 826. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 826. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. If you're listening in live time, it is the day after Thanksgiving weekend, which means that it's about to be all Christmas, all winter holidays, all Hanukkah, all the things, all the time. (laughs) We are officially in the season where things are hectic. I did an episode a couple weeks ago on how to create more ease and joy in this season. So feel free to go back and look, listen to that episode on managing the holiday hustle in a way that you can endure these next few weeks with a lot of joy. I love this time of year, but I also know that it can be really chaotic and overwhelming and quite exhausting. I'm really grateful, and I have to share what I'm really grateful for since this episode is on gratitude, but I'm really grateful that in this moment, my family all has good health. And I'm grateful for that not only because we have really sucky medical insurance because my husband was laid off in June and we signed up for not the best insurance because we thought, oh, it'll just be for a couple months. And yet here we are. So I'm really grateful that we have good health right now and we haven't had to like go into debt to get health care because, you know, that's a whole thing that can happen when one doesn't have super great medical coverage. But I'm also really grateful for our health because a year ago, my husband was starting to have some health things happening 
And this time a year ago, it was like not anything significant, but it ultimately ended up him up in the hospital in the like, he probably went into the hospital on December 18th, 19th and was there for a few days. He ended up, we thought he was going to be in the hospital over Christmas. He had you know, hospitals are really understaffed. Emergency rooms are really understaffed. He sat in the emergency room. Luckily, he had like an actual room. He wasn't sitting in a lobby, but um, for like 40 hours and was seen like one time by a doctor. It was like, it was pretty horrendous. And not because everyone there wasn't trying really hard. They were, but they were just super understaffed. So I'm really glad that we're not in that moment right now. A year later, I'm very grateful that we are in this season, in this moment at least, not in that really stressful moment that we were in over the holidays last year. I want to talk about gratitude today, but this is something, if it's not the holidays, like you can listen to this episode anytime. This is not a seasonal specific episode, but I think it's a good one that applies right now as, you know, in seasons where things get chaotic or where sometimes it can be challenging to connect with with yourself and like, what do you really want to honor in any given moment when things are hard? So when we talk about gratitude, I always feel this little bit of like an eye roll, like, oh, I know, be grateful. And maybe I'm projecting, like maybe that's how I feel about gratitude at times. (laughs) So I know that gratitude can feel like, oh, just another thing to do. Like, thanks a lot, Sarah, for giving me some more homework. Practicing gratitude is not intended to be another chore on your list. It is intended to bring you emotional ease even joy as you navigate any given day. And it's also intended to be a reliable support as you navigate tough moments or tough seasons. And it is intended to help you see what is possible if you're paying attention. And so that has probably been the biggest thing for me. I have gone through all different sorts of iterations of practicing gratitude in different ways. And the overarching theme of having various gratitude practices and honestly not really sticking with one for any super long amount of time is that it has trained my brain to be able to find things to be grateful for when things are really hard. And those little things to be grateful for are the things that keep me going and keep me centered and grounded and feeling rooted when things are really hard, which then allows me to show up as like a mom with maybe a shred of patience in a moment where I'm like, patience is not coming easily. Or maybe a partner who shows up with a little bit of compassion where compassion might not be coming super easily on that day or in that moment. So I've had these gratitude practices that have felt a little chorish in nature, um, and they've still been super valuable, even if they didn't stick long term. They did, however, teach me how to quickly and easily center gratitude in sticky moments. And this has proven invaluable at times. And this proved very valuable last year when my husband was in the hospital and I was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Like, we're supposed to go visit my mom who will be alone on Christmas if we don't get there. And what do I do with this child who is so excited about Christmas and might have to like go visit his dad in the hospital on Christmas? Like, does Santa come to the hospital? Does Santa come to our house? I mean, it, it was just a lot. And I had to play through all these scenarios in my head. Like, okay, if we do it here, it'll be like this. And if we do it there, it'll be like this. And how can we make people happy? And what's like, how does everyone get their needs met at Christmas? How can we still make Christmas special and magical, no matter kind of how any of this turns out? And being able to quickly and easily center gratitude and center like confidence around the fact that we can make things happen in all sorts of unique ways to create magic and moments was so helpful in that season in the you know week long period where I just had no idea what things were going to look like. And also like, oh, I had no idea what things were going to look like long term either. I'm like, what's going on? Like, is this going to be a long term health condition? Or I mean, there was just a lot of unknowns. 
So I've had these gratitude practices that didn't stick, but have proven to be valuable and really invaluable at re- in really hard times. And then I've also had gratitude practices that have stuck for a little longer. And sometimes they've just brought me so much immense joy or still bring me so much immense joy. So I think sometimes the things that we miss with gratitude are around the fact that we think that gratitude is this like thing that we have to find when things are hard. But we can also just use gratitude anytime to find joy. <laughs> to find something that we're grateful for and then feel joy that we're grateful for that thing. And I think that sometimes that's like this really basic notion that gets totally missed because we're like, oh, I have to like do my homework about feeling grat- grateful for something. And the reality is, is if we're, if we're really feeling grateful for something, that thing brings us a lot of joy. If I'm feeling really grateful for my coffee, oh my gosh, it brings me so much joy. If I'm feeling really grateful that my dog is snuggling with me at night, brings me so much joy, which like literally every night when I'm snuggling with Piper, she brings me so much joy. The other most hours of the day, (laughs) she's not bringing me joy. She's total pain. But oh my gosh, like 9pm and she's just being so cute and snuggly and she can't keep her eyes open because she's just so tired and she's like the cutest thing in the world. And that brings me so much joy. And it definitely helps make up for the other, what is it like 14 hours of the day where she's a bit of a terror. So knowing that I can lean into little tiny moments of gratitude to find joy at any point during the day, that feels like a superpower. And I want you to be able to feel like you can access that too. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers. 
on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. So out of all of this, what I want you to understand is that knowing how to access gratitude can provide a grounding and a rootedness that can shift how you see the world, how you show up in the world, and how you interact with the world. And what's been really, really cool for me is in being able to do that over the course of years as I've raised a child, now it's starting to shift how he interacts with the world too, which is rather adorable and sometimes totally hilarious. And I'll give you an example in a minute. So we're going to talk through in this episode, different ways that we can integrate gratitude practices to help you feel grounded and to find joy in hard moments. So let me tell you about the thing with Vinny. It's been interesting noticing and some of you who have tweens and teens are maybe with me in this phase, noticing how he sees the things that I do or has seen the things that I do over the course of years and then starts to integrate them in public places in random ways that I (laughs) didn't see coming or expect. And it's really cute and sometimes hilarious and sometimes like weird and awkward, but I'm just rolling with it. And so this has happened a number of times where he's trying to figure out how to interact with people that are really different than him. So sometimes this is if there's, you know, an elderly person leaving the store at the same time as him, and he's like trying to grab the door and he doesn't quite know how to act. Like he knows like, okay, like the polite thing to do is help to help them with the door. But he's like trying to do that, but he doesn't know quite what to say. So he'll say something like, really awkward or like he doesn't know where to make eye contact so he's like looking at the ground but like talking to the person and I'm like you can look at the stranger when you talk to them the person that you're holding the door for so it's really cute and funny but I'm also noticing just in kind of casual interaction so again at the grocery store or at a restaurant when we like ask for something or check out or for like hey like can you tell me what aisle this is on or whatever and I will say thank you to the person for whatever way they've helped us and then he'll turn around and say thank you to them but like two times. So I'll say, thanks. Like, oh, you know, the cereal's on aisle 10. Great. Thanks so much. And then he'll be like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. (laughs) He says it twice. And I'm like, okay, the person probably didn't need to be thanked like three times. (laughs) Like that might've been a bit bit much for them, like more gratitude than they know what to do with, but it's really sweet. So it's been really fun and kind of funny to watch how he has been integrating the things that he sees me do in like, just like how to socialize in the world and be human in the world, interacting with other humans in all these different ways. And it is so many times like come out so funny. And he doesn't, it's just interesting. The questions that come from it and like, mom, like if that person's different than me, like I don't want to make them uncomfortable, but I, so I want to make sure I say something, but I don't know quite what to say. And like, what do I say? And I mean, we've just talked through so many scenarios and it's great. He also is an extrovert navigating the world. So 
he feels like it's his duty slash birthright to interact with every single person he passes in public spaces, which I'm like, you don't have to talk to every single person. Like some of them don't want you to talk to them. So we're learning a lot of things. So when it comes to you and gratitude, I want to give you lots of different options for you to think through what would bring you joy right now. I want you to think about using gratitude and leaning on gratitude practices or gratitude habits that can come with the benefit of bringing you immediate joy. So that's what we're going to talk about is how do you create immediate joy with mindful moments? And so, like I said, I've done this in a lot of different ways. This kind of reminds me of like journaling and emotional processing. It works differently for every person. So like I know that I emotionally process by getting up in the morning and getting in a workout. One of my closest friends emotionally processes by getting up and journaling for like 45 minutes first thing in the morning. Now, if she and I had to trade roles, we would both be so miserable. If I was like, hey, you get up and work out for 30 minutes first thing, and I'll get up and journal first thing, we would both hate our lives. Like we would just not get out of bed because I would not get out of bed to journal for 30 minutes. And she would not get out of bed to exercise for 30 minutes first thing. So I love that we can recognize the thing that allows me to emotionally process in order to kick off my day is so different than it might be for someone else. And by the way, someone else who's very, very similar to me in so many ways, but not in this way. (laughs) So when we talk about creating or being mindful in terms of how you integrate gratitude into your life, I want you to give yourself permission to do it in a way that sticks for you and feels good to you. So I know that you've probably all heard of gratitude journaling. Like, you know, before you, when you get up in the morning or when you go to bed at night, write down like three things that you're grateful for. And that might work for you. I don't find that brings me joy. So I've done that. I've done it lots of times. I've done it in different ways. I've done it writing it down in the morning. I've done it actually for a while. I was using the Grateful app, which is super cool, by the way. Like some of you might be like, that absolutely would work for me. So I did this a couple of years ago. I don't know if it's still a thing and I don't know if it's still free. But when I did it, it was a free app called Grateful, G-R-A-T-E-F-U-L. It's not a sponsor, just an app that I liked using. And you could go in every day and you could put in a picture of like, related to something you're grateful for and then write little notes about whatever you're grateful for from that day. So I did this in the evening for a while. Like I would get in bed, pull up my picture of what I'm grateful for, some picture that I took that day and then like write down a few notes. And it was actually kind of fun. But then I started like being on this thing like, do I want to take a picture of something I'm grateful for every day? I don't know. It just started to feel like extra. Now I know other people who love doing this and they love having this whole like grateful photo album. And that's awesome. And I'm sure that's very rewarding to them. That didn't, at a certain point, it was like the point of diminishing returns where if I skipped a night, I was like feeling guilty and I missed one and I didn't like that. Then I went into therapy and I had a, my therapist said, I want you to get up in the morning and for first thing in the morning, I want you to just give yourself 30 minutes to enjoy that first sip of coffee in silence. Just be silent, think, process, just like whatever comes to your mind, let it come to your mind. And little did she know that I already get up really early in the morning and I have big plans for myself when I first get up. Like I just mentioned, I want to get up and work out or I want to get up and actually I like getting to work first thing in the morning for like an hour before my kid gets up. So to get up and do nothing for 30 minutes was a big hell no for me. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to get up and do nothing and just stare at the wall while I drink my coffee like that. So we, I was like, no, I'm not doing that, but here's what I'll do instead. I will get up and as I drink my first three sips of coffee, or like for my first minute or two, I will think of three things that I'm grateful for. So I've been doing that for a long time now. That is actually stuck more than anything else. And 
I don't do it every day, but I probably do it in phases. Sometimes I'm doing it like, you know, probably six days a week. Other times I'm doing it four days a week. I let it kind of ebb and flow. I try to hold myself accountable to it. But like I said, it doesn't always work out. But here's what I notice. And here's what I've noticed as a result of doing that long term is that whenever I do that, I always have when I think through the things I'm grateful for in that moment, it's usually things that have happened recently. So in the last week, or even sometimes in the previous day, the last 24 hours, I immediately have this sense of like, wow, a lot of things are working out for me right now. And I have used this in a season over the last few years when a lot of things have not been working out for me. (laughs) And it has been so helpful for me to say three things I'm grateful for while I stand in my kitchen at the crack of dawn or pre-dawn and have those three delicious, scrumptious sips of coffee and think of three little things. And sometimes it's related to something funny that my kid did. Sometimes, Sometimes it's related to the dog being cute. Sometimes it's related to something. It's actually often related to something that happened with a client the day before, something that I loved about the work I'm doing in, on any given week, um, something, you know, an interaction I had with my husband. And When I think of those things, I always am immediately kind of stunned, like, oh, so many good things are happening right now. And again, it's been a game changer in a season over the last few years where it's felt like so many things were not happening, either in the way I wanted them to, at the rate I wanted them to, like with family members as I wanted them to. And it's really helped shift my perspective. And now if I wake up and I'm real grumpy, it's actually a trigger for me to recognize like, oh, you really got to do like your three things this morning, because that's the thing that's going to make you like remind you like not everything's working right now. Some things are really not working. But remember, like there's always some things that are working. So let's really quickly think of those three things. And it brings me immediate joy because it brings us immediate peace. Like, oh, yeah, confirmation, affirmation, something's working. Three things are working. (laughs) You know, I woke up, the dog is at my feet and she's being super cute first thing in the morning. And Vinny's still sleeping, thank God. I mean, right there. It's like the dog can be cute and my child can still be asleep and I'm, I'm already winning the day. <laughs> so that practice has really, really stuck for me. And it's definitely set a really great tone for my day, but it's also been the thing that I know I can return to when I need to feel like things are working out in my favor in seasons where it feels like nothing's working out in my favor. So there's a couple things right in there that you can do that are like quick and easy, whether it's gratitude journaling or just standing there drinking your coffee, staring out your window for two minutes. Or if you want to take the full 30 minutes and stare at the wall or out your window or watch the sunrise, by all means, do that. Like let it be the thing that is meaningful to you. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, 
IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Another way to create immediate joy with a mindful moment of gratitude is to express gratitude to others. And so I was someone who was raised to write thank you notes. And I was also a child who got really mad every time I had to write a thank you note. And I'm raising a child who is being raised to write thank you notes and who is also a child who gets mad every time he has to write a thank you note. But I will say it's gotten better. It's getting better. And we've instituted kind of different kinds of rules over time about writing thank you notes, but we've been really consistent with this. And it's been funny over the years kind of watching it evolve. For a while, when Vinny was younger, it was like, draw a drawing with your name. And like, that's the thank you note. And you know, anyone who got that thank you note who was, you know, a grown up relative, whatever, was like thrilled to get a five-year-old drawing because five-year-old drawings are the cutest. But then it evolved into like thank you notes where you had to write your name or like I wrote it at first, you know, I would write the thank you note. He would dictate to me like, I thank you for blah, blah, blah. I really liked it because blah, blah, blah. And then he would have to sign his name. Then he had to start writing his own. And when he had to start writing his own, it was like an argument slash negotiation over how many sentences did it have to be and how many words in each sentence. So it was like, thank you for blank. I like it because blank or thank you for blank. Thank you for being my friend or something like that for birthday gifts specifically. This is where this conversation always comes up. So I was trained to do this. Vinny's been trained to do this. And what's funny now is at 11, we have a rule. Your thank you note has to be at least three sentences. And it used to be like, thank you for this. I like it because of this. Thank you for being my friend or something like that. But now he totally can like come up with, thank you for this gift. I love being your friend because of X, Y, Z. And he'll think of really specific things. And then he'll like throw in some anecdote about sports, usually like go Mariners or so-and-so is the best baseball player of all time. Like some random like sports thing he wants to tell his friend about or relative about. But he's coming up with like different ways to do this. So that's his way of expressing gratitude in terms of writing things. Writing thank you notes are can be really significant. My husband in going through this process of um, being unemployed for so long, he is keeping a list of all the people he's going to write thank you notes to when he gets a job. And we were talking the other day and I was like, well, 
why don't you just start now? And he's like, oh, that's such a good idea. He's like, I was thinking I would like when I was all done, you know, like all done being like he finally gets a job, he would write all these thank you notes. But he's like, I literally have a list of like 100 people because so many people have been so incredibly helpful and we are so thankful. So what he's been doing is kind of keeping a list. What I've been doing is wherever I can, if I'm involved in the process, whether it's someone who's making a connection for us, a lot of times there's people on LinkedIn that I'm connected to that he wants to be connected to because of where they work or whatever, is I'm just writing like quick thank yous via LinkedIn Messenger or whatever, texting people as it goes. Like, thank you so much for helping. And sometimes as if it's someone we know mutually, I'm just shooting a text like, thank you so much. Like Vince told me that was so helpful. So I'm kind of as we go, as I'm involved, which isn't that often, but as I am involved in certain things related to his job search, like I'm thanking people as we go. What feels really good about that is that people love being thanked. And so you get an immediate message back usually that's like, oh my gosh, so happy to do it. People love to be involved in different ways. And so how can you be expressing gratitude that lights other people up? We had the opportunity recently to work with Vinny's teacher on a couple of different things in terms of kind of helping my very extroverted child get some support in the classroom. <laughs> and his teacher has been so helpful and so sweet and so kind and generous with her time. And at every turn, I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And she's like, oh my gosh, you know, my pleasure. And and there's times where I'm, this example is funny, where I had to like apologize profusely because my child got COVID and then the teacher got COVID. And I was like, oh boy, I'm like, I feel like we maybe gave you COVID and I'm so sorry. And she was like, no worries at all. Like just fostering that relationship where, first of all, she's like, I could have gotten it in a million places, but like, thank you for reaching out. But where you're in touch with people on a regular basis, where Uh, gratitude can be easy and quick. And some of that is just through relationship building. So it's really easy for me to, in you know, it's like, so sorry, we gave you COVID. And thank you so much for all you're doing to make, you know, keep the kids connected while you're gone this week and things like that. So being able to express gratitude in those little ways and just having that be a habit, it lights other people up. And when you see other people lit up, like spoiler alert, that interaction lights you up. So expressing gratitude to someone else and seeing them receive it can also bring you joy, right? So this is a win for everyone. I love doing this in public places. I love doing this when I am, someone helps me with something in public, whether it's someone working somewhere or just a random person who like, you know, I'm trying to put something in the grocery cart and I'm like fumbling over myself, which is often, and someone's like, oh, here, hold on, I got it for you. I love those moments to be able to say like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You totally saved me. Like being able to really express earnest gratitude, like I really appreciate you in this moment makes a big difference. And then when people are like, oh my gosh, like no problem, my pleasure. It's this human interaction that creates a sense of connection that is this immediate, for me, it's like a dopamine hit. It's like, I feel so good right now. I just did some good in the world and someone like got someone else benefited and I benefited and like everybody wins and there's hope for humanity in a season where there's often not a lot of hope for humanity. So how can you be really routinely expressing gratitude to others? Because even if you are feeling real cranky and you got a puss on your face all day long, if you go out and say thank you to someone or you stay in and you say thank you via text or email, it will lift you up to see them feel lifted up. Everybody wins in those moments. Another option is having a gratitude jar. So a really cool thing about gratitude practices is when you can create a practice that you can refer back to. So this is the power in like writing it down and being able to go back and see that you've written these things down. Another thing 
I had a colleague for years who would like get up in the morning and send like three texts to someone to three different people saying like, I'm grateful for you. I'm checking in just wanted to let you know, I care about you today. And to be able to go and see those interactions with people over the years was really, really meaningful to that person to see like, look at all these great relationships I'm building and how meaningful they are by just sending a really simple one sentence check in in the morning or one sentence like, hey, I'm thinking about you and I, I appreciate you kind of a message. So when we do this, we have something to go back to to be like, look at this. Look at all the things I have that are working for me or the things that I'm grateful for on an ongoing basis. And so another option for this is a gratitude jar. And this is a really good family activity. And maybe you've heard of this before. But you get a little glass jar, have little slips of paper next to it. And when you're grateful for something, you put it on the slip and you throw it in the jar. Well, when you're having a real rough day, you know what you can do? You can go pull out your gratitude slips and see things to be grateful for right then and there. So this is a great visual representation or physical representation that can serve as a visual reminder when you need that joy hit that can be brought to you by a quick moment of gratitude or that you already experienced um, via a moment of gratitude. Also reflecting on progress. So this is something I've had to do a lot in the last year. And this has been a real big one for me in the last couple of months. So over the last few, like two months, well, three months since September. So September to October into November, a whole bunch of things happened primarily in September and October, but I've been still kind of writing the benefits in November. Some really big things happened in terms of things I have been working on for years that kept not working out for me that finally started working out for me in September and October. And I cannot tell you the high that I was riding coming into November. Like, oh, these things finally clicked. They're finally working. I can see now how the things that didn't work in the past were so valuable and they were absolutely like I wasn't ready for them to work yet when they didn't work but I didn't know that I was just really mad when they didn't work in the past but now I can see how all of those times when these things didn't work really set me up for these things to work really well right now in this really specific context or in this really specific moment where it actually either mattered more or I was more ready or whatever the thing might be. So when I'm looking back and reflecting on progress and reflecting on growth I can feel so much gratitude for the thing that just happened that I'm so excited about, like the milestone hit, but I can also feel gratitude for the times that didn't work out before. And that's been a really big aha for me. And so I want you to also give yourself permission when you think about gratitude to not just look at like this little, you know, my coffee's so great today, but to look at moments of either milestones or growth that have happened for you, especially as we're, if you're in listening in live time and we're closing out a year, um, as we get ready to close out 2023, are there milestones or um, things that have happened, wins and ch- achievements and accomplishments that you want to acknowledge like, wow, I'm so grateful that I took that chance. I'm so grateful that I went for it. I'm so grateful that I kept trying. Because when we have that moment to reflect on growth and progress, that is where we really can find power in our gratitude and power in, oh, these things I've been doing that didn't seem like big things or that didn't seem like they were always working actually were in the process of working. I just didn't know it until we got to this moment or until I got to this achievement or got to check this box off or hit this milestone. And that kind of play into your gratitude practice can be really huge. And I've really leaned into that. I've really taken time in the last couple of months to look at a number of very specific things that happened over the last couple of months and say, 
oh my gosh, the reason that thing worked out perfectly right now, or the reason that that thing worked so well or was so easy in terms of it being a big, huge life and career accomplishment that felt really easy is because all these things that didn't work before, had you like perfectly poised for this to come together exactly how you wanted it to right in this moment. And that would not have happened if these other things actually worked the way you wanted to back then. Like this just, it wouldn't have worked for it to work this way right now on this scale. And so when you can reflect on that, you can actually start to see like longer term trajectories in terms of like, oh, sometimes I'm just taking these steps along the way and I don't realize they're part of something bigger. So I really want to start recognizing, okay, like I did that thing today, didn't go the way I wanted, but I know that's part of this season or I know that's part of the steps toward this big thing. So when we get to the big things, we can look back and recognize the growth and the progress we're grateful for. We're grateful for all those little steps that we took. And now when we move forward, taking more little steps, we can be grateful as we go and as we grow (laughs) that, oh, this is the step that's taking me toward that next big thing, even if I don't totally know what the next big thing is. All right. And then I lastly want you to recognize and be able to reflect on how does having the ability to tap into mindful moments of gratitude allow you to shift your perspective in challenging moments. Now, none of this is to say that when things suck, you can't acknowledge that they suck. Of course, when things are hard, when things are difficult, when things suck, acknowledge that. Like, be mad about it. Have all the feelings. Have big feelings. All of that is completely okay. And how can you also have little moments where you can be really mindful to recognize like, oh gosh, it's just one of those days or one of those seasons where it feels like nothing is working and I'm so frustrated and I'm angry and maybe I'm hurt and maybe I'm disappointed and maybe I'm lonely or feeling isolated. And I'm really glad that I have some skills to look inward right now and be able to like sit and be patient or, and I'm really glad that I have this person I can lean on in this moment or, and I'm really glad that I can, you know, schedule myself for an hour out of office or an hour of laying in bed and getting off my mom duties and doing nothing and just like laying there and doing nothing. So using that mindful moments of gratitude and recognition of the fact that you can shift your perspective in challenging moments without negating, without bypassing that it's hard and difficult and all the big feelings, but also recognizing that, okay, I'm here to grow. I'm here to listen. I'm here to learn. And I can appreciate this opportunity, even though this completely sucks right now, or this feels so overwhelmingly difficult. And being able to hold on to that in the moment sometimes can just be that thing that allows us to keep going. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you found something in here and all these different ideas where you can tap into gratitude in a way that is easy and fun for you or easy and light for you that you can do on a routine basis. It doesn't have to be every day, but pretty regularly that can allow you to start to create a relationship with gratitude where it brings you immediate joy and where it becomes a default that is integrated into your life in various ways so that it can continue to lift you up. And you're probably also lifting up other people as you move through life, being able to have this like attitude of gratitude, which is such a cheesy saying, to have an attitude of gratitude toward others, which has that reciprocal relationship. So I hope this was helpful. I'm grateful for you, of course, always, always, always so grateful for each and every one of you. I'm grateful to be in your ear today, and I'm grateful to be in your ear, you know, twice a week, every Monday and Wednesday. So grateful to be here with you and also so grateful to be in it with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued 
over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us, 